0: Hello, hello, hello. It's Michelle Donatian with Moments with Michelle Donatien. I'm so happy you've joined me here. Today is the August 27th, Monday night episode, and I'm so excited to be sharing with you tonight. And tonight, you're going to hear a few sounds going on. I'm not in my uh, normal soundproof uh, area. I am in my office, but I purposely have life going on around me. I have my windows in my office open. Uh, I even thought about doing this outside, but I thought it might uh, be better just to sit in my office with the windows open. And the reason, the reason is because we're talking about life. Today we're going to be talking about focus, reality and focus. Where is your mind focused? What do you keep your heart stayed on? And the Bible tells us to keep us heart, our hearts stayed upon the Lord. So today what we're going to do is we're going to be talking. This is a little ironic. And I want you to just relax. I want you to sit back, relax, and I really want you to think about where you are right now in your life, where you want to be. Can you picture yourself somewhere? If you can't, why? If you can, how? How? And we're going to talk about it. So let's get started with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for today and for each and everyone listening. I want to just ask you, Lord God, to turn their hearts to you. Because you are the only way, the truth, and the life. We love you. We give you all the praise and all the glory. And I promise, I promise to glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So friends, where do you keep your mind stayed? What does that even mean? So you know we all live life and we have things that go on in our life but how do you focus and what do you focus on? Now we've all been in situations where we focused on the wrong things. I mean we've all been there. I've been there. You've been there. Everybody's been there and people will be there in the future. People have been there in the past. So the word of God focuses so much on how to train our minds and what to focus on. And why do you think that is? It's because it's so important in accessing the all things that the Lord has for us. The all things that he's given us. He says it in his words in the book of Romans chapter 8. I was blown away when I read that scripture. I was literally blown away when I read that scripture and I began to read. And I heard, I, as I read the word, it says all things, all things. And it's in the book of Romans, and I'm going to read it to you. Chapter 8, let me turn to that here. Uh, let's see here. Okay, verse 32. So Romans chapter 8, verse 32. And even I'm going to go back a little bit. It says, what shall then we say? This is verse 31. What shall then we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? All things. All things. God has given us all things. So when I think about that, the first thing I do is I remind myself, I want to keep my mind on that. I want to keep my mind on the Word of God because I recognize that the Word of God, keeping my mind on the Word of God is what's going to keep me moving forward and not only keep me moving forward but keep me walking in the Spirit. Why? Think about the times that you focused on things that were seemingly um, not bad. Okay, Maybe you turned on the news. We all know what the news has, you know. If you're like me, every time you turn it on, there's some disaster story, and um, so for that reason, I don't usually watch the news. Every once in a while, I'll see something, and of course, I am amazed, and in the bad way. I shouldn't even use the word amazed. I'm, 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 you know, in awe and horror of the things that I see and the things that I'm, I'm, I'm looking at on the news. So. <sighs> I usually turn it off. But what happens oftentimes is you think to yourself, you know, we need to keep up with what's going on in the world around us. And we do need to know what's happening around us. But trust me when I tell you, you're going to find out. You don't have to go seeking it out to sit down and watch the 10 o'clock news or the 6 o'clock news. Um, You know, I don't have cable anymore, so I don't know if there's... I think I used to watch the 5 o'clock news, and I think I used to watch the 11 o'clock news. And, and I remember growing up, and, and I remember my aunt taught me this, and my dad taught me this, that you watch the news because it's good. You need to know what's going on. But I learned the opposite of that. In my walk as a, as, a, as a believer, in my walk as a child of the Lord, I learned that I don't want to keep my mind stayed on that. There's going to be plenty of opportunity for me to know what's going on in the world around me. There really is because all the day long there's so many wicked things happening because, you know, the God that we serve is not going to keep us in the dark. And we know that there's persecution going on with Christians around the world. We know that there are children being abused. We know that there's racism. We know that there we know that there's all kinds of things happening. We know. We hear it from our neighbors. We hear it from our friends. We see it in our families. We see it in our schools. We see it in our churches. We see it in the neighborhood. We see it at the grocery store. We know that there are things happening in the world, but I... Ask you this question What is your mind focused on? If your mind is focused on all the negative things that are going on in the world, you're not going to make it. Point blank. You're not going to make it. And why? God saw that it was so important for us to keep our minds on the things that were good that He put Scripture in the Word about it. Scripture in the Word about it. I have found myself reading uh, something or or watching something Um, and then all of a sudden I find myself that I went down this rabbit trail you know of I watched this thing and it was it seemed to be fine and then next thing you know oh oh but I'll just watch this thing oh and then I'll watch this thing and then later on I'm saying to myself why did I put that on because while it doesn't seem like it's so wrong All of a sudden you recognize what just happened. You opened up a door, a demonic door. You opened up a door and it allowed other things in. It allowed other things in. So I say to you, what are you focusing? Okay. Are you focusing on TV and movies and that type of thing? Well, you know, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with watching a movie or watching TV. And I'm a big proponent of Christian movies, Christian TV, and even that you have to be very wise about. I have seen Christian movies that left me feeling so empty. People call them Christian movies, but I recognize that just like you and I, these people who call themselves Christians, who've made the movies or the songs or whatever it is, they have areas of sin in their life just like you and I. And I can't explain it all because... I'm not God. I don't know all the answers. All I know is when the Holy Spirit bears witness in my spirit that this isn't right, no matter how Christian the movie is, no matter how many times all your Christian friends said to watch it, don't watch it. Don't watch it. So, I've learned this from experience. And I say it with a little bit of sadness because I used to kick myself. I used to say to myself, but you know, and, and this this used to really happen. And maybe you're maybe you're like this. I used to say, well, this pastor says it's okay, and that person, and they seem to be walking, you know, with the Lord, and they seem to be mature in their walk, and they said it's okay, and they said it's okay. But something inside of me, I know now, the Holy Spirit would just say, don't do it. And the times that I would do it, it would open up a demonic door, and then there would be some other thing that I let in. And then by the end of the night, I'd be repenting and casting demons out because I opened up a door. Now, that person may or may not know that that movie or show or whatever it was was demonic, even though it was written or made by Christian people. They may or may not know, and that's really not the issue. The issue is here, what's your focus? Your focus has got to be on the Word of God. It can't be on what the people around you say. It can't be on the things that are going on around you. Because if you keep yourself focused on those things, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. Those things that turn you back to the Word of God, oh no, those are good things. But then, notice the way I phrased it. Those things that turn you back to the Word of God. So when you're listening to something and it turns you back to God, then you're focused back on the Lord because your focus should be on the Lord. Your focus should be on the word of God. We walk in this world and there are things going all the day long. There's the enemy that's coming against us. There's people in our family attacking us. There's friends that are stabbing us in our back. There are you know, people in the church who hate us. There are jobs who are trying to get us fired. I mean, let's be honest and be upfront and be real here that these things are happening. They happen in our church. They happen in your home. They happen in your family. They happen at your job. They happen in in the grocery store, they happen in the community because we live in a world with people. And I'm not telling you leave the church because someone hurt you in the church. I'm not saying, oh, the church is full of hypocrites. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying to you is you've got to recognize, you've got to be an adult in the word. You, You've, you've got to grow up, be a man in the word, be a woman in the word, be a woman or man of maturity in the Lord, and understand that these things will come because there are humans in this world and Satan is here. That's why. Don't leave the church because the church hurt you. Well, you're going to be hurt no matter where you go, your job's going to hurt you, you're not going to stop working the people at the school are going to hurt you? or your children are not going to stop sending them to school? Don't leave the church because the church hurt you. Understand that this is reality and this is life. And as long as there's a Satan in this world, you're going to have trials and tribulations. But where's your focus? Is your focus on those things that the people in the church did? And And I use this because I've heard this so many times. Yes, I've been through a lot of church hurt. And I'm using that word, if you could only see me, you could see the, you know, parentheses or the quotation marks that I'm putting up in the air because I call it church hurt with quotation marks because quite frankly, it's people. The church is full of people. Your pastor is a person. His or her spouse is a person, his or her children are a person, the neighbor who sits next to you at church is a person, the kids in the Sunday school class are a person, the woman who leads praise and worship or the man who leads it are the persons, the greeters are persons. These are all people and no matter what you do, they are going to sin. They're not going to be able to live up to a perfect life. Only Jesus did that. None of us did that. I guarantee you've hurt someone and you probably either knew it or you didn't know it. Because you're human. But where's your focus? Is your focus on those things that they did? Are you running away from the church every time somebody hurts you? Are you saying, I can't you know, listen to that pastor because of, of, of hurt? Or are you saying to yourself, I need to pray for that man or woman of God. I need to pray for their children. I'm not telling you that. You stay in a place that you shouldn't be. And that's not what this Moments with Michelle episode is about. So I'm not going to go into that here. There is a time to leave a church. Understand that. But that's not this time. Because of their humanity, that's not the time to leave a church. That's not the time to leave a church. And notice I do say leave a church, not the body of Christ. You don't leave church because God says to not forsake the assembling. I love when I get to get together with the men and women of God. I absolutely look forward to it so much, so, so much, because, you know, you see that there are people in the body of Christ, and there's humanity, and they're hurting people. You know, I went to uh, a convenience store today, it was Wawa, and I um, got something at Wawa, and as I sat around and I looked, I was just amazed at how many hurting people were walking in the place. I want you to think about that. I just looked around and I noticed how many hurting people were walking around the world. Sometimes we forget and we look at the wrong things and we focus on who hurt us. Are we focused on those that are hurting others? Are we focused on this one's wrong and that one's wrong? I'm not saying that we should not take responsibility for things that go on. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is where's your focus? Where is your focus? Where is your focus? The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Let me turn there. I want to read this to you because it's so important. You know, God tells us where our focus should be. And remember, this word of God was written to you and I, to the believer, because God knew how difficult it was going to be to live in this life. But he also knew that he had answers for us. So the book of Philippians chapter four, verse eight, it says, So you mean to tell me that we're supposed to be focusing on the good things that are going on around us? That's exactly what I'm telling you, because God is saying it to you. He's saying it to you. He's saying it to you because, you know, he knew what we would go through in this world. I mean, my goodness, there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening in the four walls in your own home, if I may be, at liberty to say, I know because I have a family just like you do. And I know what it's like. I know that you came from a family and there was a lot going on in those four walls that nobody but you and your family know about. And then in your own home now, whether you be a mother or a father or you're single or whatever it is, or you're an aunt or an uncle, whatever's going on, there is no perfect person. Therefore, there will never be a place where you can go where everything is perfect. Unless it's in the arms of God. That's the only place that you can be Where things are perfect. And my friend, while you're here on this earth, you can be in the arms of God as you worship him. Because if you focus on what he said to focus on, if you focus on him, then you're going to stop in the middle of the situation and you're going to say, wait, 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 wait. Lord God, let me go back to your word because I need to feed my spirit and I need I need to eat. Because remember the Bible says our daily bread, right? Our daily bread. Our daily bread is the word of God. You need to eat daily. And then you need to think about that word that you read. And you need to let it, you need to mull it around in your head, in your mind. And when you go around and there are things happening around you because things are going to happen, then you need to go back to that word and say, "Whoa, well, whoa, well, wait a minute. Let me put that in the, the let, me, let me put those things into this frame. Don't put those things everywhere else. Think about what the Word says about those things. I heard somebody say it before, and you've probably heard it, to, heard it heard it before yourself. Don't tell God how big your problems are. Tell your problems how big your God is. Because, you see, I've got problems, just like you. Everybody does, but I have a choice to make, and you do too. And that choice that I choose to make is to focus on the things of God. Focus on my Lord. Is it easy to do? Well, sometimes I've got to tell you, for me, it hasn't always been. I'm just being truthful with you about that. But as I've trained my mind, and the more I live, the more I have to continue to train my mind to go immediately to the things of God and go to immediately remind myself of, wait a minute, what did God say about this situation? Because, you know, when the situation comes up, sometimes we've, we've fallen apart. I know I have. I have fallen apart at times. And then the Lord picks me up and I brush myself. He brushes me off. I don't brush myself off. He brushes me off. And then I can cry out to him and take it a step at a time. And then I'm standing again, and I'm standing in the face of the Lord because I'm looking at him instead of the situation around me and then I'm remembering that he said he gave me all things So if you're here and you're saying right now, Michelle, you don't understand Michelle. You don't understand Michelle. There's a job that I need and you don't understand Michelle. I need more money or you don't understand Michelle. It's been difficult to pay the rent or you don't understand Michelle. What's going on with my husband or you don't understand Michelle. How my kids have been acting up or you don't understand Michelle. What my parents say every time I come to their house, I'm just trying to pursue a relationship with them or you don't understand Michelle. What my wife says about me to her sisters. Listen. I could go down the list of the you don't understand. It's not for me to understand. It's for the Lord to understand. And He does. You've got to just focus on what he says about those situations and stop focusing on what the world says and what your mind thinks about those situations. Because your mind is going to tell you how difficult it will be and how impossible it's going to be and remind yourself, reminds you of all the other situations that you really don't even know all the details about. But you're going to remember, you'll, you, your mind is probably speaking to you to tell you about all the bad situations and how this marriage failed and that person was homeless and this one lost their job and boy they worked there for 35 years and they gave all their hard-earned time and all of a sudden the place cut them off you can't focus on those things if you focus on those things you are going to be depressed am i telling you a lie you know it i know it come on let's be real here don't be thinking don't 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 think that you can escape the world without the Lord Jesus Christ. You live here in this world. God gave us, He put us here, right? So that means that there are things that you're going to deal with on a regular basis. You may not want to deal with those things. I understand, but you have to deal with them, right? You have to deal with them. I remember my, one of my brothers said to me once, and he was going through a really tough time. And he said to me, Michelle, you don't understand what it's like. You're so strong. You're so strong. He said, I'm not strong like you, Michelle. And I told him a secret. And I'm going to tell you the same thing. I'm an absolute, this part I didn't say to him, but I'm going to tell you this now. I'm an absolute failure without Jesus Christ. An absolute failure without Jesus Christ. And I am not exaggerating. I mean a complete failure failure without Jesus Christ those times and this is what I told my brother right here starting right here those times that he saw me being so strong it was after I had gone before the Lord and cried my eyes out and bawled tears on the floor on the bed where I could barely cry any longer where my eyes were so swollen that I could barely see and then I washed my face off and then I went and dealt with the problem See, he didn't see my strength, he saw the Lord's strength. He just didn't know that's what he was seeing. And why am I sharing that with you here today? Because you're human. Things are going to happen in your life. And I just want to let you, to to encourage you and to understand that the only way you're going to be strengthened is when you go before the Lord. He's the only one that can strengthen me. I know I'm not the only one out there who's like that. I know I'm not. God is no respecter of persons. You and I are both human. Okay? We're both human and we need the Lord to strengthen us. The Bible tells us that we are, when we are weak, He is made strong. Right? Isn't He the one who makes us strong? Aren't we strong only in Him? That's what the Word tells me. So, If your strength comes from the Lord, if he gives you all things, if there's nothing impossible with God, if you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, why are you focusing on the problems? That's more of a rhetorical question for you. I know I've done it too. I'm not here to make you feel bad or make you feel stupid. I'm here to make you think. I want you to stop and just think about it. Why are you focusing on the problems? If these are the things that God says, and I didn't even go through the list of all the scriptures where God talks to us and encourages us. I haven't even gone through a quarter of them. I mean less than an eighth or, you know, an, an in an inth, number of them. Because God is a God who understands who we are, where we've been, where we're going, what we're going through, and he will never leave you or forsake you. I know sometimes it feels like that's not the case, but you've got to have faith, and faith is something that you have, not when you can see what's going on around you, but faith is something you have when you can't see it, okay? That's what faith is. It's not what you can see. It's when you recognize that the promise of God is there no matter what things look like. That's faith. That's faith. Faith isn't, okay, I can see it. Remember doubting Thomas? We say doubting Thomas, but in scripture, he couldn't believe that it was Jesus until he touched his hands, the scars. See, we can't be that way. Otherwise, life is going to be much more difficult and you can't walk in the victory that God has for you. I know that full well because the word says it. I know it full well. When I focus on the problems in my life, they seem to get bigger. Isn't that crazy? I'm sure you can say it too. When you focus on the problems, they seem to get bigger. But when you focus on the Lord, the problems seem to go away. Am I saying ignore your problems? No. Am I saying that the problems will all instantly vanish? No. Some of them do. God 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 can do anything. Some of the problems just go away. God took care of it. Boom. But other problems, you've got to step each step with the Lord God, and you've got to have faith, and you've got to have patience because you're in this walk on this earth. glorify God you've been created to bring him glory and you cannot bring him glory if you don't understand who he is and you can't understand who he is if you've never experienced who he is when I say that I mean if you've never watched God deliver your family out of turmoil then maybe you don't know exactly who he is when it comes to family. If you've never watched God bring someone back to life or heal them from sickness, then maybe you don't understand exactly who he is when it comes to healing. If you've never watched him take care of your finances when you gave your last penny because you knew you had to tithe, then maybe you don't understand that he is the God of more than enough, of abundance. If you've never sat back and spoken the word of God over a situation, then maybe you don't know how he makes us more than conquerors. If you've never been in a situation where someone gossiped about you, and you held your peace, and only spoke what the Holy Spirit told you to speak, and maybe at that moment he told you not to speak anything, then you don't know the God who will fight your battles. You see, what I'm telling you here is the word of God has something in it for every situation that you are going through right now and that you're ever going to go through for the rest of your life. I'm telling you, be encouraged in the word of God. Be encouraged in the word of God. Go to your word. Look at what it says. You've got to be patient and understand that God is working things out even when you can't see it. I know for a fact that if God showed me everything he was doing, I might just die from shock. Okay, I might just die instantly because I can't handle all the things that he's got going on, or that's going, that's that's all, all, all the the things coming against me, that I can't even see. Let me make it a little more simple. Maybe maybe I'm, I don't know. I feel like I need to break this down for you a little bit more. If I could see. Everything happening in the spirit realm. I know for a fact I would be shocked. Because there's wars going on all over the place. And God is fighting the war for you. There are things that he has shown me in the spirit realm. But those are the things that he knows I can handle. Because he's a faithful God. There are things that he's shown me in my life. Because those are the things he knew I could handle. But if I saw everything going on, I know. I think I I I might just keel over. And I mean that. You can't handle what's going on all around you. You're not God. And don't begin to think that you are. Don't begin to think that you can handle everything going on. Understand that God is going to reveal things to you. And he's going to bring you to the next place. And the next place. From glory to glory. So that you grow. You grow and he's holding the enemy back and he's fighting your battles for you I guarantee you I promise you that Friend, I promise you that you can be encouraged in that, but you've got to do your part. And that is you've got to eat your daily bread because if you don't eat your daily bread, you will be distraught when you start looking around at everything coming from every side because the enemy will send everybody from all over the place. You heard me say it. He'll send the enemy in your family, your spouse, your brother, your sister, your children, your baby, your boss, your friend, your neighbor. Come on, let's be real here. But if you are in the word of God and you're eating your daily bread, you're going to be able to fight back. And the battle is not between flesh and blood. It is in the spirit. You need to be praying. I don't think we pray enough. And we've got to come to a place. I know I don't pray enough. And this is where God is taking me to the next level. To the next level. Okay, and this isn't a time to compare each other. I'm saying to you, I know I need to be praying more. And I guarantee you do too. We all need to be praying more. I don't care how much you pray. There's so much going on in this world. Remember what I told you earlier in the beginning of this broadcast? That you see the battle going on around you. You see it when you go to the grocery store. You see it when you go to the gas station to get gas. You see it in the street when you're walking and you're taking a walk or you're on a jog. You see it when you see your neighbors and the way they interact with their kids. You see it when you, you know hear about that pastor and his wife cheated on him and left him, or whatever it is, you know that there are battles going on. And you also know that God wants you to be praying for those people. If you're so focused on your own problems, how can you focus on what God has to say, number one, for the people around you and also for your own life? How can you be praying for your family if you're focused on the trouble that they're giving you? Whoa, wait a minute. Did I step on a couple toes? I hope. You look at it and say, wait a minute, maybe I do need to change my focus. I hope you stop and say, instead of me looking at all the trouble that this child has brought me and is bringing me, or this husband of mine has been bringing me, or this wife of mine has been bringing me, or this you know parent of mine has been bringing me, whatever it is, whoever it is, instead of focusing on that, why don't you pray for them? Why don't you get in the word of God and begin to see what the Bible says about their life and pray that over them. Begin to pray it over your relationship with them. Begin to speak and declare what the word of God says about your relationship with them. Because the enemy has something he says about your relationship, but God has something that he says about your relationship too. But it's your responsibility to declare it because God gave You and I dominion over the things in this world. So that means if you don't take dominion, if you don't take dominion, if you don't get the word of God in your spirit, man, and begin to declare it out of your mouth, then who's going to do it? Remember I told you earlier, and you know it just as well as I do, your four walls, nobody knows what goes on in your home like you and your family. While the rest of the world might think you're a perfect family, they might think it, they might not, but they don't know what's really happening, good or bad. Only you and your family know the real struggles going on in your life. And who better to be praying about that than you, who sees it and experiences it firsthand? Who better than you, whom God put in authority over? You have children, God gave you authority over those children. Why? Because He knew. That he could equip you. He equipped you to handle those specific children. And he gave you authority. And that authority comes as you pray for them. Don't let them try to tell you that they're the ones that, that, that are they're in control. Don't let them try to tell you that they are in authority. I don't care how old your kids are. You take authority because God gave it to you. And when things are in order and you step into your authority, then you can pray for them. You can cover them in prayer because that's your responsibility. You, 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 you. Focus on the things of God. Where's your focus? Where is my focus? I mean, I ask myself that question quite often, and I have to continue to ask myself that that question because just like you, sometimes I miss the mark. It happens. But if I purpose in my heart to st- Stop looking at what's going on and then focus on the word. And focus on, wait a minute, Lord God, you said this. You get out of what's going on. Okay? So, your faith. I want you to go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. And I'm not going to read it here to you today. But I want you to go there. Okay? And I want you to read it for yourself. And the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, it talks about, Faith, okay? Faith. There's so much. So much. And even the first scripture, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right? So think about this. It says, For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things, were, things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Right? You've got to have faith and believe what the word of God says. That means that you can't expect to see it all come to fruition, and then you believe. That's backwards. Faith is you believe before you see it. That's what faith is. Faith is you believe it before you see it. Did you see Jesus Christ standing in front of you when you got saved and you accepted him as your savior? And you may have. But I know personally I didn't see him. And I know many people who didn't. And those of you who did, well then, he knew he needed to come to you so that you could see him in order to be saved. He knew that. He knows each and every one of us. But for those of you, like me, who didn't see him physically in front of you, when you came to know him and accept him as your Savior, you accepted him by faith. And even those of you who did see him, it was by faith that you knew who he was. You knew who he was. By faith. By faith. Friends, you've got to have faith. And you've got to focus on the things that God is telling you. Instead of the things that the world is doing to you. Things that Satan is doing to you. If you focus on those things. It'll kill you. How many pastors have we heard about and read about that have committed suicide? And, and, and we're talking about pastors, the leaders of the flock. How many friends do you know or, 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 or their sons or their daughters that did the same thing? They felt like they couldn't go on any longer. How many of you have contemplated it? You know, reality is the enemy, the Bible says that he came to kill steal, and destroy. Okay? He wants you dead and eternally apart from the Father. And Satan will do everything he can to do that. Including focusing, keeping you focused on the wrong things. Why do you think we have so many children uh, who are you know, looking at media online and they're looking at uh, you know this one and 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 they're starving themselves to death to be skinny uh, because they want to look like this one or or they're copying this thing why do you think that's a tool from the enemy why do you think the music out there that is not glorifying god why do you think it's so prevalent in this world because what we focus on we become like you begin listening to music that glorifies god it's going to bring you back to who he is and remind you of what he is in your life And he is powerful. But if you begin to focus on the music that is secular music, you begin to focus on things that are not glorifying God. You're going to forget about how powerful God is. And you're going to start to think about and make yourself think how powerful Satan is. And Satan is not powerful. Not before God. You defeated him in Jesus. Jesus. Jesus defeated Satan on the cross. It was finished. Right? We're here. And if we don't understand. Then we will be defeated by him. So I'm going to say it this last time friends. Where's your focus? Keep your focus on the things of God. So to recap. Hebrews 11. The whole thing. Romans chapter 8, that's another one that's a good one. What I read to you was Romans chapter 8, let me see here, verse 31 and 32, Philippians 4, 8. Read those scriptures, keep them to heart, write them on a piece of paper and pull them out when you need them, so you remember. I know some people... I, I saw a lady on YouTube who, she writes it on her hand so that she can look at it every time she's going through something. Do something that will help you remember it. But remember those scriptures. Remember those scriptures so that you can think about those instead of the problems going around you. God bless you, friends. Thank you so much for listening. I want to pray with you before we close. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word that you've given to me to give to your children. I'm only a vessel here. And I ask you, Lord God, to show each and every one here. Touch each and every one's heart. Show them where they need to turn around and focus on you. Only you know. Only you know. Show them. Give them revelation. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise for it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. So friends, thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited about what God has done today. Don't forget to tune in Wednesday night. Wednesday, let me look at my calendar and see what date that's going to be. That's going to be the 29th. The 29th, Wednesday night. So Monday night here, of course, you know. 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Wednesday night, a word for you Wednesday. That's going to be 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Just tune in to hear the word that the Lord has and it's going to be something wonderful and it's going to be an encouragement to you and I just can't wait to share it. I enjoy our moments together. Today has been another Moments with Michelle. You can tune in on Anchor on the Anchor app whether you have an iPhone or an Android you can also go to anchor.fm and just put in my name or uh, the name of the broadcast Moments with Michelle Donatian and of course you can go to my Facebook page to find a list of all of the other places that you can find me Spotify Google Play so many different places you can also go to my YouTube page Michelle Donatian Inc and you can find a list as well under every video we also broadcast Those videos on Tuesdays and Fridays. And so uh, there's going to be a new new content there tomorrow night 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time and of course Friday night as well so you can tune in to watch or you can just go right to the links I like the anchor app personally because I can download it and listen to it on my phone without having it in the internet download it while I'm at home with my internet and then when I go for a walk outside I don't need to have worry about having Wi-Fi or you know tapping into free Wi-Fi or anything like that I can just listen to the podcast and it is a blessing to me so please like the podcast share it with your friends subscribe so you don't miss an episode and I want to thank you so much have a wonderful evening I love you God bless you